Welcome back to Be Great with Nate. In today's podcast, we're going to be going through the five layers of energy and how to heal trauma, pain, and restore your chakra balance. Now, if you go to a therapist or you've been to a therapist in your past and you notice that you felt a little better, but you still need some work to do, or you're seeing a therapist now and you're seeing things are getting better for you, but you want to get more deeper or you want to heal a little more, this is where this podcast is going to help you a lot. The reason why is because trauma actually gets stored on five layers of energy. And I teach this to my clients. It's something I had to do with my own trauma. And one thing that helped me get from where I came from to where I am today. You see, healing trauma is deeper than just expressing and sharing your past with a therapist. Even though it's a great step, it's, we still have a lot more work to do. With the five layers of energy, emotion, energy, emotion, expressing emotion, like seeing a therapist, a counselor, or journaling, these are one form of healing. It's only one form of healing, but we need to understand that there is five, and that's what I'm going to be bringing you through. Now, if you're someone that doesn't have trauma and you had, you just have pain or you have pain and trauma, pain is also another thing. Simple things like bloating or inflammation in your lower abdominals, back pain. You're going to want to listen out to this podcast as well because you're going to learn that, oh, this applies to this as well. And then when you take care of the five layers of energy, you'll have a functional chakra. If you don't know already, I love to build and connect spirituality and science together in my podcast and all my work. So let's get straight into it. So the first layer of energy is actually going to be the mind. Okay, so we have... We have the conscious and then we have the subconscious mind. Now, of course, the subconscious mind shows up in the body in many different ways. But your subconscious mind is where your habits are, is where your your, parathon, your paradigm is located. So for an example, if mom had trauma and mom's mom was an alcoholic, then mom most likely has some type of trauma. If mom didn't heal that trauma before having you, mom can have these set of habits that then pass that trauma on to you. And then, you know, the paradigm continues to go. So right now, as I'm talking to you, you're conscious of me talking to you. There's some things that you know already that I'm going to say in this podcast today. That is conscious. That's something you're conscious of. The subconscious mind is something that you do. It's it's the doing part of the, the mind in the body. So a lot of you that want to, you have certain goals or you want to take your career to a certain level, or you want to better your relationships or whatever the case may be, or stop bad habits, you got to get those ideas from the conscious, from knowing into the subconscious. And there's only two ways we get into the subconscious. It's repetition or trauma. Now, if we already have a trauma, that trauma gets straight into the subconscious, overcoming trauma, we must, we must create new habits and new paradigms. So the first layer of energy is your conscious is subconscious mind. So I say start off with three things, get a piece of paper, get three things that you would like to change, three habits that you would really like to change that you think is actually coming from your trauma. For an example, three things that I had, I had overeating from my trauma. Um, when we were kids, we didn't eat all day. We lived hotel to hotel. Mom was a drug addict. Dad was a drug dealer. Sister killed my niece when I was a kid. And I lost my whole family when I was about 11 years old. So we used to live in hotels and we used to wait up all night waiting to eat. And as soon as dad got a little bit of money from making some drug sales, we, dad would give us a $20 bill. The only thing that was open at that time was Burger King. 
So when you didn't eat all day, you're not thinking about eating the healthiest choice. Number one. Number two, we used eating as a celebration of the day. And since we were in fight or flight all day, the next requirement of the brain usually is some type of reward for surviving. So that's when I ate the milkshake, the french fries, um, and all the junk food from Burger King along with my burger. So that was a subconscious pattern that I had. So when I got older, I noticed that at the end of the day, I always wanted to snack on something. I always wanted to celebrate the day. So I had to change that ritual. And rituals are going to be huge for changing some subconscious behaviors. So instead of doing that, now I put some teas together. Um, or now I, I put some nice blends of herbs together. And I do like this organic vaporize while I like have some um, peppermint, spearmint, lavender, whatever the case may be. So write down three habits that you would really like to change. And then circle the one that you know that would change your life immediately. And then focus on one of them. And the only way we can overcome that habit or that paradigm is by doing it over and over and over again. You have to have a lot of repetition. Now, when you go through the repetition of that, the next thing I want you to understand is that you're going to have to make a rainbow bridge. You're going to have to replace that with a different ritual or habit. So let's just say, for an example, you have a bad spending habit, okay? You're spending, 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 spend. One of the things I will have you do, this is a simple thing you can do. Before you go spend it, go take out the cash. So say if you want to buy an item from $150, take the time, go to the bank, take the $150 out and get it in all 20s. And then, of course, I think you're going to have one $10 bill with it. Take the money in cash and then try to go buy something. And when you go buy something, you feel the money, you have to count it out, and you understand that you're actually giving a lot of money away instead of just a little credit card chip to, to put into your, your – um, the, the – uh, to buy something from a store. These days, you can just tap your card. So small little um, um, habits like that. Another thing you can do if it's a spending habit is sit down, look at your last 30 days of your bank statement, see how much money's going out, and then see how much money's coming in. And then if you have more money coming out than going in, then just understand that you will always be in fight or flight, or you will always be stressing about money in survival mode because you always, you're, you're, you're chasing your tail. Um, so there's small little things you can take to replace certain rituals or get a better understanding or become more conscious. The more conscious you become, the more aware you become, the more that you will be subconsciously motivated to want to change it. But the most important thing about the first layer of energy is actually doing it over and over and over again. So the conscious and subconscious mind. Another thing that goes with the conscious subconscious mind, if you have a trauma, what age did this happen Okay, because the age matters. So for an example, one to eight years old is the consciousness of going through survival, safety, and security. Who's your friends? Who's not your friends? Okay, eight to 14 is the consciousness of your sexuality. So something happened there that can be subconsciously causing issues with your sexuality today. Something happened from one to eight. It can be subconsciously causing things for you, uh, issues with feeling safe, money, and having trust issues with friends and family. Okay, the next level is going to be 14 to 21 years old. What happened there? Your trauma occurred here. This is going to be taking place when it comes down to building personal power, self-will, believing in yourself, trusting your gut. Then when you have 21 to 28, this is the consciousness of love. And the consciousness of love is usually we all go through our first real heartbreak around this time. 
And if we didn't get go through a heartbreak from a relationship, we're most likely going to be going through heartbreak by losing a loved one or a best friend turning their back on us. Number five is going to be 28 to 35. This is going to be the consciousness of communication. This is a time in your life where you have to be, this is where communication can have more consequences if you don't learn on either learning how to speak your emotions or how to hold your tongue. And then the, then when what happens is the rest of the consciousness from there on out arguably can be getting connected to um, becoming more spiritual and more intuitive. Now, you can become spiritual intuitive at a very young age as well. So, but those are the specifics for those age groups. So see what happened around those age groups and see if there's any type of trauma subconsciously around that. And then as soon as you do, you can take small steps to become more conscious of that and start trying to build that into your your rituals and your um, consciousness to have the more aware you are, the more likely you're able to change. Okay. So the first layer of energy is the conscious and subconscious mind. Where did this come from? What habits are leading you to feel the same way over and over and over again? So if you're someone who had childhood trauma, the chances of you stressing about money all the time is going to be very high. If subconsciously you don't understand or you're not aware of how much money is going out your bank versus how much is coming in. So you'll repeat that survival mode, the same survival mode that you were in when you were a child or you felt when you were a child. And then now you're playing in the same emotions as you were when you were a child. So one day you'll feel great because these feelings are not coming up. And then the next day you go check your bank account, stressing about money. And then now you're back into that survival mode, that survival consciousness like you were when you were a child. And in that level of consciousness, you've built personality. You've built things like um, relationships, beliefs. And as soon as you swim back into that consciousness, you become that person again. So the goal is, I, I keep saying this, my goal is to teach you, I believe you should become a, a new version of yourself. If you keep trying to fix the old you, as soon as you go back into one little mistake, you get all the old habits back. We got to create the new version of you. So the first layer is going to be conscious and subconscious. The second layer is, <clears throat> I don't really like giving this particular one in order layer because I believe that it, it, it relates to all. <clears throat> it's the main one that connects everything, and it's your nervous system. Okay, so your nervous system is very important. We got two parts of the nervous system. We have the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight. Then we have the parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest. What I notice is the people that have trauma and pain are usually too, and, and, and a lot of dysfunction with their chakras are usually too sympathetic dominant, meaning they're too much in fight or flight. So the second level of energy is being able to regulate your nervous system. People with trauma are going to have something I like to call a sensitive nervous system. Too much noise, issues with money, too much sugar, too much coffee, too much of something that stimulates that nervous system overwhelms a person with trauma. A person with trauma is going to have issues when it comes down to being able to get their hormones, like their cortisone, adrenaline levels, back to homeostasis, basically back to normal levels after having a spike in cortisone, adrenaline. So we have to teach you on small things that you can get onto creating more of the parasympathetic. So one of the things that you can start doing immediately is, is breathing into your belly, breathing into your, your deep 
your pelvic floor. Taking really deep breaths, that is a really good way to get onto the other side, the parasympathetic nervous system. Another thing is regulating your nervous system with proper nutrition. So low glycemic fruits, grass-fed, wild-caught, organic meats, and making sure that you're eating, you don't want to be skipping too many meals. Particularly, the more sensitive your nervous system, the more issues you'll have with your blood sugar. So we want to be able to regulate that as much as we can. So protein with each meal is going to be very beneficial. And be careful eating too many starchy, processed, sugary foods. So starches, be careful. Processed carbs, be careful. And, and of course, sugary foods, be careful. So instead, trade it for fruits, trade it for organic meats and low glycemic vegetables, and you'll notice your nervous system is going to be regulated in no time. Okay, so the nervous system is huge. The third one is going to be your organ and gland. And your organ, <clears throat> I'm lying to you. Your third one actually is going to be your emotion, energy emotion. So as you can see, if you have a subconscious habit of getting angry anytime someone, you know, portrays you or uh, disrespects your boundaries, the nervous system then communicate, it creates an emotion or energy emotion. It could, so I like to put emotion number three. So usually I see emotion dysregulation or emotion imbalance. One day you're happy, one day you're sad usually due to a response of the other layers of energy, which right now, as you can see, is the nervous system or the conscious and subconscious mind. So here's what I mean. If a person's too much in fight or flight and their nervous system is too shaky and too, the, the emotions of this person is going to be more anxiety, a nervousness, um, a fear. So the emotion actually was a, a reflection or a reaction from the nervous system. If a person is, uh, you, uh, was abandoned as a child a lot and they're in a relationship and they were abandoned, their emotions are reacting at, you know, I'm not going to say dramatic, but angry, dramatic, and sad are going to be higher because a person has a history subconsciously of being abandoned. You see that? So they all flow with each other. So some things that you can start doing immediately for your emotions I think it is very amazing if you if you haven't already saw a counselor, saw a therapist. Um, coming from where I'm coming from, I come from the ghetto, I come from the streets. It's very hard to trust a person sitting down in front of me telling them my emotions. I was lucky enough to have a counselor named Mr. Fernandez who knew all the trauma I was going through, who agreed to open up the basketball gym at 6 in the morning to catch my rebounds to help me get a scholarship to the number one basketball school in the country. For three years, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, he did that for me. And I actually got the full scholarship to a private school, the number one basketball school in the country. And I played for the number one basketball, high school basketball coach of all time. And what he did is as I moved, as I was moving my body, I was easily able to express myself to him. And you're going to learn why in the next couple um, layers of energy. But emotion, energy, emotion. He had me move my body. It was easy for me to express emotions because I was expressing energy through movement. Um, so I noticed with men, if you're someone out there that's a man listening to this or you're a woman that has a husband or has a son, it's very, very, very wise. If you're trying to get something out of these men, you got to move them. 
take these people for a walk. Take your kid or take your husband, your boyfriend, or your brother for a walk. And then you'll start seeing them talk a little more. You have to get them moving. <clears throat> Another a form of it, so you can see a therapist, a counselor. One big one to always have with you, always carry a notebook with you. And just write down things. Write down your ideas. Anytime there's an emotion or a problem that comes to you that's bothering you, put it down on a piece of paper and draw bullet points to small solutions you can take to overcome that problem. What I find is we can get stuck in our and we can swim in our problems too much. Sometimes we focus on the problem so much that we forget that there, there's a possibility for a solution. And problems, remember, your body believes and thinks your brain is God. So the more problems that you create with your brain or your mind, we call it stinking thinking, the more your body's going to start thinking something's wrong with you. Number four is organ and gland. So the organ and gland, every emotion connects to organ and gland. Uh, Eastern medicine has shown this for years. The liver is known to be frustrate, uh, frustration and, and anger. The kidneys are known to be anxiety and fear. So the organ and gland, if you have any organ or gland inf inflammation, it's almost impossible to fully heal. Here's the reason why. If you have digestive issues and you're trying to become a new version of yourself, the digestion connects to what emotion and what subconsciously, personal power, self-will. So a person will have a very hard time having personal power and self-will with digestive issues. So you need personal power and self-will to become the new version of yourself. If it's your reproductive system, like your ovaries or men, if it's your testicles or your prostate, you're going to have issues. You're always going to have issues with your sexuality because the emotion or the expression of or an alchemizing from your reproductive system is going to be procreation. So there's going to be some type of imbalance there. So when it comes down to for, for, for people with childhood trauma or just trauma, it's going the gland that we're going to be focused on specifically is going to be your adrenals. Your adrenals are going to be overworked. Right. And that's why you'll look up adrenal fatigue or you look up chronic fatigue or you look up always tired on Google and trying to figure out what is going on. Your adrenals is the gland that connects to the, the trauma that you have, because the more stressed that you are, the more trauma that you have that's unresolved, the trauma can be causing subconscious habits that are keeping you stressed in survival mode, which then keeps you in fight or flight, which produces cortisol and adrenaline, which communicates with what? Your adrenals. Your adrenals produce adrenaline and cortisol. See that? And then the last layer of energy is going to be your muscular system. So your muscular system is going to be the one that when, when you're done with this podcast is probably going to be the first step you're going to take action with. And I'm going to teach you how in just a second. But your muscular system actually mimics or shows what's going on subconsciously. You don't see confident people walking around with their head down, shoulders rounded, and looking down to the floor. You see confident people walking around with their chest nice and tall, chin nice and tall, shoulders nice and upright. Okay? So your muscular system actually communicates with the, the muscle, I mean, the organ and gland nearest to it. How? The, you have something called nerve channels that connect both of them. Uh-huh. Those nerve channels, after connecting to the organ, gland, muscular system, go back and feed the spinal cord. That spinal cord goes back and feeds up the brain, 
which then connects to your your conscious or subconscious. Your subconscious is everything that's happening um, subconsciously, meaning your habits and subconscious is, is your body. But you see how they all connect. So here's an example. I bring you through all five layers of energy with an example. Let's just say someone just got their heart broken, okay? And they have now, you know, they went through a bad breakup five months ago. Subconsciously, this person is going to be, right now, this person is going to, may have issues falling in love again or trusting somebody or believing that it's going to be hard to find love like that again or trusting another person. The age that this can be taking place at is from 21 to 28. Doesn't mean it can't happen before and after. The nervous system, the nerves around the heart connect the heart to the chest, to the left jaw, and to your shoulder and down your arm. So a person can be having issues with their heart. Right? That's why they say, oh my God, you broke my heart. How did the emotion of love make a person feel like their heart is broken, their organ? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? They connect. And then the last one, like I said, is the uh, person can start having issues around their chest muscle, their left jaw, or their left arm. Now, here's a fact. If someone's having a heart attack, their left arm can go numb, their left jaw can lock on them, and they can get, and their first signs are really tight chest muscles. So, that just shows you how every organ and gland work to each other. For those that are out there with bloating issues and digestive issues, you're going to have tight hips and lower back problems because the organs of the digestive tract communicate with the nerves or muscle nearest to it, which are going to be your core muscles. So the more digestive issues you have and inflammation, the more bloating you get. Why, why do you think you get bloated? Because the muscles turn off when there's inflammation because the nerves signal inflammation to the muscle, which then indicates pain which then turns off the muscle. So instead of giving the muscle blood flow and oxygen and nutrition, it takes the oxygen blood flow away to feed extra towards the organ because the body would rather sacrifice a muscle for the organ for organs any day. So though that's just a, and, and one beautiful thing is, is when you actually get everything functional on a layer of energy, what happens from there is that you have a functional chakra. The chakra is going to be functional. So here's what I mean. Let's talk about the root chakra, okay? The root chakra, if you look at the root chakra, one to eight, it, 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 it's communicated to safety, security, right? It can create issues with your legs and your feet. It can have a person stuck in fight or flight or too sympathetic. <clears throat> and then it can put a person in the emotion of survival mode. Uh, uh, always needing or always feeling like they need to work. Always feeling like they're behind and, and having problems letting go. Okay. So <clears throat> as you can see, I just brought you through the five layers of energy. You see that? So as soon as you are functional. If as soon as you start to create better habits subconsciously, which you can get help for, or you can start becoming a little more aware if you know what age your trauma or pain has occurred. Then when you regulate your nervous system, then you regulate the emotion, then you regulate the organ and gland, because if you're not over in fight or flight no more, you're not overstressing the adrenals. And then you'll notice less tension in your muscular system. One thing that you may need to do is foam roll your quads. Foam roll your quads. A lot of people who have tight hamstrings think their ha hamstrings are too strong and tight. 
Your hamstrings are actually weak and loose. The reason why they pull and they feel tight is because when your hip flexors get tight, they pull you into something we call an anterior pelvic tilt. That anterior pelvic tilt pulls your hips forward, which then your hamstrings get tight to hold you up from falling forward. So if you have an anterior pelvic tilt and you keep stretching your hamstrings, you're going to be creating more problems for yourself. You need to loosen up those quads. So the first thing I would say is roll out the quads. A lot of you are going to be like, well, where do I start? I would say you start off where, with, where you have the most muscular pain. So that's if you, if you have, let's just say, tight hips, start off by stretching and foam rolling your hips. Okay? Stretching and foam rolling your hips. Then you can start to get a journal or a therapist and start working on your emotion. Then start regulating your nervous system with nutrition. Then figure out what's going on subconsciously and what habits you would like to change. And then you'll see the expression of all of those is going to be the emotion. You're going to see, you're going to feel different. You're going to react different. Your emotions are going to be changed. You're not going to be reacting or having the same emotions as you were or as you did before, which then will give you a functional chakra. So I try to make this very complicated uh, situation and levels of the five layers of energy for you to be able to digest and understand it. But the five layers, what subconscious is subconscious, nervous system, emotion, organ and gland, muscular system. If you have an imbalance in one of those, you will create a dysfunction in the other four layers of energy, which then you will never have the full capacity of having fully the full ability to fully heal. So after doing this to my, for myself for years, I tried many different ways on how I can teach it. Um, and I'm able to bring my clients through this all the time. I'm able to bring, you know, the people, my students that come to the workshops through this all the time. But I finally was able to make like a diagram for it as well. So, um, which is pretty cool. So, yes, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. In the next, in the next couple of podcasts, I'm going to be breaking down each chakra, each zone, so we can be able to um, dissect and break down a little more and helping you overcome more trauma, more fight or flight, more emotional dysregulation, uh, you know, imbalances that you have in your life. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and I'll see you or you'll hear from me in the next one. Peace. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope the show gave you valuable information. If you did, take a screenshot, post it on social media, like your Instagram story or someone in your social and tag me. I will definitely get back to you. I really appreciate the love. Or you can easily just leave a rating or a review if you have the time. You don't understand how much those little things right there help me push this show to get more people like you to listen. If you want more Be Great With Nate, you can head over to BeGreatWithNate.com and I'll meet you there. Until next time, peace.